The reason that our country is in the mess that it is in today is not because of the Republicans, it's not because of the Democrats. Let me tell you this, it's because of lame Christians. There is a reproach that comes with being a follower of Christ. We in America have tried to reshape the whole church so that it's palatable and likable in the culture. A church that is accepted well with the culture is usually not accepted well with Christ. The church is a fortress, and a fortress is strength. A fortress is might. Not only a center of defense, but a place of strategic planning and offense. Our God does not expect us to wait for the darkness to enclose around us. He expects us to take up His banner and fight the darkness with His light. You want to know what the biggest problem with America is? The wolf is this country. Gave in. Gave in to public pressure. Gave in to political correctness. One of the greatest curses this country has ever had to deal with is political correctness. Preparing the Christian to shine the light against the darkness of this world. Welcome to Our Mighty Fortress Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Miller, and welcome to the show. We have a very important subject to cover today. But first, please go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button on the podcast platform in which you're listening to us upon. We have several social media platforms with all sorts of material that you can listen to and read. For instance, you can check us out on our fan page on Facebook that's growing more and more every day. When you type in the search bar, the at symbol, Mighty Fortress 313, we have content coming out every day on that channel. You can also check out our YouTube channel as well. You can be sure to hit the subscribe and notification bell for that. That would sure help the channel grow. You can also take a look at our website. There we have a host of media where we have written articles, videos, and even a link to our merch store to help support the work. And of course, if you do feel so motivated to donate to the work that we do here, feel free to do so through our website in the established PayPal link. By following and supporting the podcast, you let me know that you care about the subjects that we discuss. Today, I want to talk about something that is on the horizon, and I'm afraid that not many people are actually ready for it. What's even worse is that we as Christians should know better and walk in wisdom about this. But many seem to still have blinders on their eyes. The world is changing. America is changing. There are events coming economically and socially that if we as Christians are not ready for it, we will be in desperate need like the foolish. This is the kind of message that you're not going to hear from many pastors because their Bible colleges never taught them about money or how to survive in the physical world. In this podcast, I want to give you some practical Christian living and walking in God's wisdom, but we're going to do it from a another facet than your just everyday kind of living. I'm going to talk about the coming recession and the possible stock market crash that is pending in the near future. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly about it. We'll also look at some trends as well, as well as some background to seeing a few steps ahead to give an idea of what may come in the future. 
I don't just want to talk about the negative aspects, but I do want to also talk about what you can do to prepare. God tells us to be wise in many ways and how we live our life. And this is just going to hit a few of those aspects. Hopefully, you can get a vision of how to see a few steps ahead as the Lord leads you and see the wisdom of the Lord in his direct application. If you make it to the end of the podcast, I'll leave you with something very thought-provoking that will in fact come to America's future one day, and every Christian should especially be prepared for this. With that introduction, let's get right into this. When Christians think about the end times, they think about the Antichrist and the governmental takeover of the world. The focus is primarily on government alone, but this is too simplistic. The events that lead up to this point happen on many facets of how the world works. I bring this up because this is primarily how people just generally think. Because they think that, oh, it's the next politician elected or the various wars in the world. But I want you to think about money and how world economics actually works. This, of course, is one of the many facets that will eventually bring about the new world order and working towards the coming of the Antichrist. And we are sure going down that direction pretty quickly. Now, we're not going to talk about what's further down the line with the Antichrist in this matter, but I do want to talk about what's coming in the same train of thought in the next few years. We have experienced something in the Western world that's quite unique in history. The United States is pending a spiraling downwards economically, and it's being only held up for just a little while longer due to all of the fake money that's out there that's being printed every day. Why is this important to understand? Think about what happened the last few years with the COVID lockdowns of a nation. The government forced people not to work for a period of time and then hindered what businesses could do for the next two years. Putting food on the grocery market shelves is actually a very complex process. It doesn't happen by magic. We've already seen areas of the U.S. where shelves have gone bare, but it's really hit what is imported into this nation. I currently work in the supply chain network, and anyone listening who does the same kind of work can tell you that getting products through the port is tough. And it's slowed down quite a bit due to the speed of the port and especially to how expensive the price of shipping containers has gotten. And that's kind of a a wave that goes up and down, but it's been especially high because of the COVID nonsense. To give kind of an idea of how impactful this is, the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, which really aren't that far from each other, handle about 40% of the country's imports. Now think about that. 40% of the entirety of the United States of America and its imports. That means much of the goods that you see on the shelves that are made overseas anyways. Now, we get a lot of foodstuffs from Mexico and Central and South America. So you don't always see that type of 
lack on the food shelves just yet. Where do you see the lack? Plastics, metals, electronics, anything having to do with the computer chip, especially, especially that. Those things have become rather slim lately, haven't you noticed? That's only the first part of it. 40% of the country's imports are made overseas. And you got to think about it that they funnel through those two ports. Now, even after all of these lockdowns, the ports are still not operating to their full capability. And this grand stall of products coming into the nation has just stuttered the entire American economical engine. Yet here we are as a nation spending money in the trillions and trillions of dollars. And we're even paying people to stay home, which is absolutely insane. Businesses are having a hard time keeping people because it's just easier for people just to stay home on unemployment and welfare. The COVID pandemic absolutely killed the drive to work for many people. You know, the Bible provides a very powerful solution for that problem. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10 says, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. End quote. <laughs> this is definitely a great motivator for people to work if they're faced with starvation. Of course, the government well is not going to dry up just yet, but soon. And that has created an economic downturn. The important concept to understand is that the U.S. dollar currently controls the world's market. This is part of the reason why China, Russia, Iran, and other countries have been gathering up gold to add more value to their money. The goal is to get off the U.S. dollar and challenge the U.S. for supremacy economically. The world is much more complicated than just having troops fighting on the ground anymore. Despite the warmongering by the media and various politicians, the U.S. is not going to go to war with China, at least right now. China makes way too much of our nation's goods and can they can single-handedly collapse our economy. As of right now, they need us just as bad as a customer, so ceasing of any trading would collapse their economy as well. Now, this could change later if China succeeds in making their Silk Road initiative or that model of trade with Europe, and basically they try to make debtor nations out of those who are along that same road. They've been making debtor nations out of Africa for some time, and even some South American countries. They'll come in and build them cities and roads and infrastructure, and just charge them crazy amounts of money and just have that constant flow of uh, money come into the nation. Now, there's a rhyme and reason to that that takes us way past what this podcast is about. But there is a rhyme and reason to why they're doing this. And it's all about getting off of America and what we've been doing for them. Because remember, they are the number one producer, but we are the number one consumer in the world. And we're economically... Uh, linked to each other in a kind of symbiotic relationship, but that can change in the future. And they're trying to change that. All you hear 
on the media, though, or whether it's from politicians or whatever, is that, oh, the possible hot conflicts uh, with China, meaning some type of naval battle or even troops on the ground with China. I don't see that happening anytime soon. That all being said, there are groups in the world that are working very hard in globalizing the entire world into simpler networks. These globalists love the advancement of technology as it furthers their reach of control. If you've kept up with what the U.S. government has done in spying on Americans, it's only a glimpse of the electronical power to come. We also see that type of power uh, and influence even with Chinese technology and the surveillance equipment. I mean, think about it like this. When it comes to money, you can literally take a Visa card almost anywhere around the world and it's going to be accepted. That's insane when you think about it. We're so used to it now. But re remember, it is what, barely 100 years ago that that would have been such an insane thought to have happened. But yet here we are. We also have to wonder <laughs> if our politicians honestly think we can get away with spending over $30 trillion in debt and continuously adding to our national debt. Now, I believe they know full well what they're doing and they're purposely trying to collapse our nation. There are two concepts that I want to focus on on this podcast more than just having an economical history lesson. The first is what we have just seen in the start of the month of June, and that is an economical recession. A recession is a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced, generally identified by a fall in a nation's GDP in two successive quarters. Now, this has already been demonstrated to have happened, and the Joe Biden administration has tried covering their tracks and trying to change the definition of what a recession is to cover for their midterm elections. But the American stock market is currently in decline. So many stocks are in decline. The entire market is spiraling downward. This isn't fear-mongering. This is fact. There were some things that we know that will happen, much like it did in the recession of 2008. But to the extent of how far it will go, we're not going to know. Will it collapse into some sort of Great Depression again? Hmm, I don't know. I don't seem to think so, given our money is pretty much electronic now. You think about $30 trillion of our national debt. You realize that that money is just made up. It's a made-up digital number. You probably... I'm pretty sure you couldn't gather all of the world's cash, gems, precious th precious things and gather up $30 trillion. I, I don't know how much that would actually be, but $30 trillion is a lot of money. Let's just say it takes the route of the 2008 uh, recession. Well, we're going to see companies go out of business. Employees will be let go or laid off. Borrowing money is not going to be easy. This is also going to decrease the, the general consumer spending. And of course, you're going to see the stock market tank. The length of recessions, of course, can vary between 12 months and even a couple years. If it doesn't correct itself, then of course, then we can go into a stock market crash and then much more terrible things happen. 
one financial institution defined the, uh, the stock market crash as a sudden dramatic decline of stock prices across major cross-section of a stock market resulting in significant loss of paper wealth crashes are driven by panic selling and underlying economic factors they often follow speculation and economic bubbles which is very true of what happened in 2008 uh, in a sense of the economic bubble there uh, but it just didn't continue down to an overall crash i mean we had the recession we had that big old housing bubble that bust and then people lost their homes uh businesses just uh collapsed and thankfully uh we didn't go the rest of the way i'll tell you what though when it comes to money it does amaze me how many people thought they actually thought that cryptocurrency was going to save them it's astounding to me given the power of what governments can do electronically even bitcoin's value has dropped significantly in value i mean think about it though what china can do or the united states government can do electronically you think that your bitcoin or ethereum or whatever coin they want to come up with is going to be safe from any manipulation and not to mention who's the grand puppet master controlling how many coins there are you still have the same type of corrupt system so the whole the whole thing is a scam and it always has been i remember how many people were trying to ride the dogecoin train and how many christians got bamboozled into this scam i don't see any social media posts anymore about the to the moon <laughs> that was so annoying i want to take this next segment of the podcast and i do want to talk about what we as christians can do during this time no matter what happens whether it's a recession or, well, if we go into a stock market crash and things spiral downwards, and obviously it's a matter of survival mode and the Lord is going to be with us and help guide us. But we're not going to go down that far because who knows what will happen during that time. We can only look back through history and kind of get a glimpse and just kind of think about what how we could prepare our minds and hearts to, to possibly tackle and address that but i do want to address well what happens in a, a recession how do we how do we handle this how do we handle any type of emergencies that are going to come our way whether it be financially or let's say the supply chain continues to dry up and be busted and broken especially because of the recession how do we handle that how do how do we know what god wants us to do as far as being wise well the book of Proverbs, chapter 10 and verse 4 says, quote, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. End quote. What is this saying? If a person is lazy or even reckless, they can become poor. The person who is diligent will be rich. But keep this in mind, it's not only talking about money. While this is very true about money itself, it does apply to how we operate and work in this world. Someone can have a very richly blessed and fulfilling life and not be rolling around in money. The principles still apply. 
of course, American culture is going to tell you otherwise. Okay, they're going to say, "Hey, you need as much money as you can get, and that's what's going to bring you happiness." Now, if you apply these principles of the Word of God to how you deal with your finances, of course, the Lord can bless you. I'm not saying that. I mean, obviously, He will bless you. But it's not only wrapping around money itself. I will say that this is a great time for Christians to get their lives and their families in order, especially in the financial realm. It's going to be very important that you clean up any debt that you have. I know having a house payment can be a bit more to clean up quickly, but I'm aiming more at credit cards or loans that you may have. Try to have as much capital in your pocket to invest rather than feeding that money to loans and being a slave to somebody else. Much of America suffers from stupidity from credit cards, but God expects his children to be more wise. I have sure been guilty of this in the past myself, but not anymore. That money you save from paying somebody else can go into what I'm going to address next, which is prepping. What is so funny about this subject of prepping is that if you would have gone back, say, three years ago, or maybe four years ago, people thought you were some tinfoil-wearing hat if you thought you better, you know, prepare with food for some disaster or whatever. <laughs> then, COVID hit, and the so-called tinfoil hat-wearing people didn't look so crazy anymore. In fact, they looked like they were geniuses. Remember how many people lost their minds stabbing each other and trying to kill each other over toilet paper? Really? Toilet paper. But yes, that's where we were at. How many stores were mobbed and raided for everything they had? There were stories in the news not even a week ago from when, from which I recorded this podcast where stores were raided by a mob and it was all caught on camera. This, of course, is almost two years after the whole COVID dilemma, yet it's still happening. Let me ask you this. What do you think people do if it's a fight over food and the things that really matter in this life? Would they kill over it? Or even worse? You say, well, what's worse than death? Well, the human imagination is pretty terrible. Sometimes it's easier just to die and be killed over something than it is to be prolongedly tortured. This is a good time, more than ever, to at least think and start getting a mind of having a mild prepping mentality. And I say mild because there is a spectrum of prepping and you can go to one end or you can be at the other end. I would say mild of being balanced because there's only really so much you can prep for. Because there's nowhere in the world you're going to be able to go to get away from everybody. There's 300 and something, 400 something million people in this nation. There's You're not going to go anywhere for, for that long from any given chaos before people will find you. So unless you've got machine gun nests propped up in the middle of a forest somewhere, the government doesn't get you. The mass of people would, okay? So we're not talking about anything crazy. But we're talking about even moderate emergencies or disasters that may happen there is so much information online to be able to, to look at this wisely and economically even on your own budget 
the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 21 and verse 31, quote, The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord, end quote. Now, there were those who were too simple, as the Bible says, and they'll say, well, the Lord is going to take care of me. Well, that's half true. The Lord expects you to do your part, though. You can just stay at home and pray that the Lord opens a door for you to get a job. But if you never go and apply or go to interviews, then the Lord's not going to bless you. Sometimes Christians have this tendency to be lazy and even spiritually lazy, but they'll use the Lord as a cover for their laziness. The Lord says, hey, prepare for the day of battle, but ultimately I'm going to guide the battle and safety is of me. Think, think about it in, old, in the old way of fighting with horses, shields, armor, uh, armies clashing on the battlefield. There are stories in, in the scripture where men have armored up and prepared themselves for battle. A famous king died riding the battle and a stray arrow killed him. And now God orchestrated that. But a stray arrow, an archer that wasn't even paying attention killed him. Yet here he was armored up and surrounded by all of his troops and stuff. That's kind of the idea. You prepare for battle, but ultimately safety is of the Lord. That's the context. There's only so much preparing that you can do for any given situation. But just having a mild manner in this area can really help you when you're in desperate need. It can be during any natural disasters that may happen or any type of social disasters or national disasters even. We really should be prepping for life's emergencies anyways, but we generally don't do that because we don't think about the future much. People don't do this in the way they spend money. They don't do this in the way they guide their lives. It's a tendency, especially in America, because we, we live in a nation that's so filled with plenty. We don't lack anything. This is why we don't prepare for the future. You don't have that kind of mentality in other nations, many other nations. They think five steps ahead of how they're going to get food or whatever because that's kind of important. As of right now, in this current economy, there are still ways to go about this wisely with your money. And you don't have to go with the whole dry emergency food that you get from these, these type of survival stores. Those kits used to be cheap, but now they've just skyrocketed in price. And even for, say, two months of food for a single person can cost you $500 plus. But you could go to your nearest store, like a Walmart or whatever else, and you get these big uh, storage plastic tubs. Let's say you just do four of them, and you stock them up with dry foods like noodles and rice and beans. You can do even uh, the sauces for you know, for the noodles and that kind of thing. Something simple. I mean, those are the kind of foods that we have in our military MREs when I was in the Marine Corps. They last a long time. You can easily fit months of food in those containers, and it won't cost you an arm and a leg to do it. Of course, you'll need water, but you stack that on top of the containers. You can put that in a corner somewhere or even in your garage. That depends if your garage is indoor or outdoor. Let me share with you a brief example about what woke me up in, and impacted me uh, to this entire subject, okay? Or with this entire subject. My wife and I bought our house in 2020. 
literally, we signed the papers to the house and then the COVID lockdowns hit. So we signed, started to move everything in the house and the COVID lockdowns hit and everybody was going buck wild crazy. That was the whole killing each other over toilet paper and supplies, all sorts of stuff. Now, we had emptied out our fridge and freezers and we had... We have a chest freezer and that type of thing. We empty that stuff out to prep for the move. So we say, hey, let's use up all the food. We can easily move it in the truck. Then we get to our new place. We can just buy the food again, right? No big deal, right? Until the COVID lockdown stuff. People were acting a fool, acting crazy. I remember being in a sort of a survival mode in which I'm like, man, we got to get food. We don't have anything. I go to the grocery store and people are acting crazy. And I have to think to myself, I'm tapping back into my Marine Corps days, like, all right, survival modes kick in. I'm going to mind my own business, keep to myself, get get what I need from my wife and I, and, and move towards survival. And, and if I got, you know, the Lord may protect me. The horses prepare the day of battle, though. I'll tell you that much. But you know what? That woke me up. The Lord saw me through that. Despite all the craziness that was going on around me, I was able to get in get some things that I needed for my wife and my family and get back home. And I said, man, I'm glad I thought I grabbed just enough to hold out for a while. Thankfully it kind of calmed down a bit after that, but that taught me a very, very valuable lesson of how vulnerable I was without food. Now we had running water in the house, but we had no food. And I thought to myself, wow, what a vulnerable moment. I had not felt that vulnerable in a very, very long time. Generally, when I was in the Marine Corps, you just have this feeling of being in control. You're a Marine no matter what situation that you're in. But you can be in situations, whether it's when I was in Afghanistan, you're dealing with an attack uh, of a Taliban or this or that. There's moments where you can have that sense of being vulnerable. And I hadn't felt that for a very long time until this moment. And I said, man, I need to learn from this situation. And I tell people about this from, from that day forward. You need to prep. You need to prep for emergencies just in case the world goes crazy for a time. How long? I don't know. But for a time during the whole uh, beginning COVID nonsense, there was a time where the world went crazy. At least the U.S. did anyways. What if I had been prepared? What if we had the food set aside in the containers? How would that have been different? It would have been drastically different. We could have held up for a week, two weeks, a month needed, a couple months even. And even after everything would have died down, we could have just gone to the grocery store after that. No big deal. But we didn't have to be out there in the midst of the madness. So I tell that story as it applied to me, but it's a very valuable lesson. And this is a lesson that foreigners know, but we don't really know as Americans. Like I said, we live in a land of plenty where we just assume we're just going to go to the grocery store and get what we need. But what if not? A very powerful lesson. Now, you can obviously go to the store for other things when you're doing your prepping. You can go and get, so let's just say the toilet paper or... Uh, even the toothpaste or th those types of supplies. And you can do those kind of things cheaply. And there's lots of deals you can do this by and acquire the supplies needed. You can get other containers for that. 
ultimately what this causes us to do is as Christians is to really think about money a whole lot differently. Now, of course, if you own a home, you can go a step further and invest in your home to not only add more value to it, but be more self-sustainable in the future. This will definitely take a lot more money to make such changes. Of course, if you're able, prepping your home to be as energy independent as possible is going to help you. If electricity goes down, or let's just say uh, the running water doesn't run <laughs> as effectively anymore, uh, do you have the means by which you can be independent of those two things for any given period of time? Whether it's solar panels or water barrels, you, or even backup batteries being charged by, say, the solar panels. Uh, Technology is getting pretty good in this area where you can run your house without the electric company. There are ways of being tighter on money and providing more value to your life and welfare to your family if you just reach out and strive to learn. As the Lord says, prepare your horse for the day of battle. Let's just say that you're able to escape. We're able to escape any drastic downfall of the economy of some stock market crash. And we're just in a prolonged recession. Remember, our nation is in a $30 trillion debt. It is affecting the value of the U.S. dollar and it's going to for years to come. Inflation is already really high right now. Just like the more recent recession of 2008, you're going to see businesses cutting back to save money. This can end up being you being cut back if you're not careful. I want to address even personal development. Now, of course, we cannot control everything in that matter because it's of the hand of the Lord. Remember, safety is of the Lord. But prepare your horse for the day of battle. You can make yourself more marketable and more highly valued by your employer. And even if your employer decides to cut you, you make yourself employable and more marketable, another company will snatch you up because there is such a lack of talent right now. COVID has made lazy people. And of course, when backed up against the wall, employers are going to look to cut those kinds of people loose and hire talent because the market's going to be on their side. Right now, they have to just take who they can just to keep their business going who they can, especially because a lot of people don't want to work. But there's going to come a time where that, that coin is going to flip, where they're going to have the power, and there's going to be more than enough workers. And the market is going to be flooded with workers because the government uh, well of free money, so-called, is going to dry up. So right now is a very good time to make yourself marketable in the job, in the job uh, place and to be able to make more money for your family. And don't be that guy that gets cut. Or if, if the company does cut you, of course, to get hired again right away and maybe at even a higher salary. The history of recessions in our own nation has taught us that not only will companies do this, they will invest in those who they deem worthy as well. History does tend to repeat itself. One of the benefits of technology is you can make yourself more marketable on, by online learning. Four-year colleges and universities are so fearful of the rise of online learning because it is a dramatic power shift from them to other institutions. 
This type of training is easier and less expensive than going to four-year institutions. By the way, those same four-year institutions are generally 10 years behind the market. So we are told to think that, oh, you have to have a college degree to do this or do that. But in all reality, that's not true at all. That is a lie. If you, need, if you want to be a doctor or an engineer, okay, fine. You have to go to college. But for so many other places in the, in the job market, you do not need a four-year degree. And it's becoming even more easy to get certified easier on a short, say, couple hundred dollar course, a several hundred dollar course or certification that'll get you paid more than having a four-year degree will. Even Silicon Valley and companies such as Google are not even interested in the college grads anymore. Because remember, those schools are generally 10 years behind the market curve and people coming out of the colleges aren't providing any real value. There was a big article on this not that long ago. They'll take a person certified through an institution online and hire them and pay them more than a college grad. I said that to say this. There are many ways to expand in your field of work or even go into a field that you want to go into and you don't have to go to college to do it. I currently work in the supply chain network of warehouse and logistics and personal growth and certifications with a little work add much value to how much I'm worth. I can tell you that much. The world is changing and with the coming recession, be prepared for the wave to come. Now, if you own your own business, then it's equally just as important for you to manage your finances and have a strategy of how you're going to address shortages. A well-prepared business is one that's going to survive the wave of destruction that comes through recession. Think of how many major businesses collapsed in 2008 or even during the COVID, of, uh, COVID 2020 year. Be wise with your company's finances and manage your debt. Manage your debt with emphasize on emphasization on managing your debt. That'll help you get down to hopefully get you down to near zero as possible. Piece by piece, that puts money back into your business to help you stay afloat, uh, stay afloat and even grow. Because the benefits of recession is that while it may chop down the big boys of several steps, it does allow smaller businesses to grow on a more equal playing field. The last thing I want to address, just to provoke your thought a bit more, I want to talk about one of the outcomes of a spiraling downward of Western civilization. How long will free speech be available in this nation? If our constitutional rights are being trampled on more and more today, more than ever before, it's very possible they won't last that much longer in the near future. What if they actually pull off that the Bible itself is hate speech? Seem far-fetched? If you've been paying attention to the world around you, it's not far-fetched at all. A wise, a wise pastor once said this, and it provoked me to thought. He said, quote, If the Bible were taken away from you today, how much of the scripture would you know from your memory? How much of God's word would you know to comfort you in your times of trial? End quote. This is convicting. 
because I know there's a lot of work for me to do in this area in memorizing scripture. I don't know where you're at with this, but the world is definitely changing. We may, need, we may get through this storm of recession or even the worst of a stock market collapse, but the worst is yet to come with the Antichrist and those who serve him. How much of God's word do we have hidden in our hearts? Each of what I covered today can have a whole podcast dedicated to it. It really can. But I hope it at least provoked your thought and helped you better prepare for what is coming to this nation. Or at least awakens you to really start investigating these areas. Ultimately, while we may prepare for battle, safety is of the Lord. Please do prepare for battle, but don't forget to strengthen your walk with the Lord and he will guide you through. I want to thank you for listening and be sure to follow us on the podcast media. Please take a look at our website, OurMightyFortress.com and subscribe for more updates. Stay tuned next time for more great content and remember to find your refuge and strength in Our Mighty Fortress.